0: ...strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God.
1: Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. with the Volks. My name is Shelley.
2: And my name is June. Hi everyone.
1: It's a privilege to be with you as we continue a theme that we started on Monday morning. And that theme is not to be ashamed of the gospel. And the word ashamed in the Greek and the Hebrew are defined as this. For example, if you have expectations and they fail, we could be ashamed. It also means to be confounded, confused, disappointed, walking in reproach, being hurt, being disgraced, and being dishonored. And we see a clear picture of a man who is not ashamed of the gospel. That was the Apostle Paul. But consider this. When we read the scriptures, we see that Paul was imprisoned in the Philippi church in Acts 16. He was smuggled out of Berea in Acts 17. He was mocked in Athens and also in Acts 17. He was called a fool when he wrote to the church in Corinth and he was stoned in Galatia. Yet, isn't it amazing to see what he writes to the church in Rome? We see that in Romans 1, verses 16 and 17. I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written. The righteous shall live by faith. Junie, this is so powerful. And yesterday we spent some time looking at the relationship between righteousness, salvation, and faith. And all we have to do is go right back to Genesis 15, chapter, chapter 15, verse 6. Abraham believed God and was accounted unto him as righteousness. 2 Corinthians five twenty one. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. Again, the connection between salvation and righteousness. Paul wrote to the church at Philippi in chapter 3, verse 9. And he said, To be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. Again, faith and righteousness. And I think we said yesterday, Judy, that righteousness could be considered the righteous things that we do. But it has to be an internal righteousness because it's the righteousness of God that he imputed into us. It's not our righteousness. We have none, but it's God's righteousness being alive and active in us.
2: And what's amazing, Shelley, is we noticed in Abraham's life, which was before the law was given, that he obeyed God and it was accounted unto him as righteousness. God spoke. He left his home. He left his city, not knowing where he was going. God gave him a promise that he would have a son. And he tried to make that promise come to pass through listening to Sarah, because Sarah realized she wasn't able to give him a son. And so he had a son through Hagar, who he took as his wife. But God wanted that child to come through Sarah. So at a time when Sarah was barren, she was beyond her years of being able to have a child. And Abraham's body was as good as dead. God gave him a son, Isaac. And what did the Lord tell Abraham to do? To take his son,
1: his About only son.
2: 13 really? years later. That's right. The scripture says his only son. He had Ishmael, but the scripture says your only son. Yes. And it's a picture also of Israel in the church because Ishmael was Abraham's son. Mm-hmm. And so here we see that God told Abraham to take his son, his only son, and offer him. And when Abraham immediately obeyed and took Isaac to be an offering, what happened? The Lord stopped him and he gave Abraham the offering, which was the ram. So the whole point being, we see a picture of Jesus, the Lamb of God, as being our offerings yes, for sin, which brings righteousness into our life because he died for our sin, the power Thank you, of Lord. God through salvation. And Jesus, the resurrected Christ living in us as we yield our life to him, transforms us <coughs> so he lives his life through us. Amen. It's his righteousness, Shelley. Hallelujah. And not our own.
1: Amen. We read also from first Peter 2:24, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we having died to sins that salvation might live for righteousness. And you know Junie there's a beautiful foreshadowing of all of this in the prophet Isaiah chapter 44 verse 8. Listen to these words. Rain down you heavens from above and let the skies pour down righteousness. Let the earth open let them bring forth salvation and let righteousness spring up together. I, the Lord, have created it. Junie, what a picture, what a foreshadowing, really, of the death of the Messiah, taking our sin, Him becoming our sin, through salvation and letting righteousness spring up. And Junie, you know what? Our hearts have always been for the kingdom of God. And what does it say in Matthew 6, verse 33? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's the key. And also it says in Psalm 11, verse 7, For the Lord is righteous. He loves righteousness. His countenance beholds the righteous. Powerful. So we need to see and have it imparted to us. Faith, belief, salvation, and righteousness are all coming together. We also spoke from Luke 9, verse 26. For whoever is ashamed of me, Jesus speaking, and my words of him, the Son of Man will be ashamed when he comes in his own glory and the glory of the Father of and of his holy angels. All right, let's go, Junie, an important portion of Scripture. 2 Timothy chapter 1, beginning at verse 8. You with us, and we're going to be see here, Junie. That part of not being ashamed is the ability to embrace suffering that comes to every believer. Second Timothy one verse eight. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord or of me, his prisoner. But join with me in suffering for the gospel according to the power of God. The gospel is the power of God. And now Paul is writing, But join with me in suffering for the gospel according to the power of God.
2: For who, salvation. For, really.
1: Yes. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose, And grace, which was granted us in Christ Jesus from all eternity, but now has been, but now has been revealed by the appearing of our Savior, Messiah Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, the gospel of power. Verse 11, for which I was appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher verse 12 for this reason also suffer these for this reason i also suffer these things but i am not ashamed for i know whom i have believed and i am convinced that he is able to guard what i have entrusted to him until that day junie if we as the church could have such a uh, a belief that Paul had trusting him through the worst of de- of problems that he entailed because he was committed to the gospel he was not ashamed of it we would not be ashamed and be fearful of suffering for the gospel's sake
2: i'd like to read verse 8 in the amplified because i think it shows why paul could say that um I am persuaded that he is able to keep you, that Lord. which I have committed unto him against that day.
1: So it says verse 8? So yes. Yeah, okay, verse That's 8. That's why he was able to say,
2: okay, do not blush or be ashamed then to testify to and for our Lord nor of me a prisoner for his sake but with me Take your share Hmm. of the suffering to which the preaching of the gospel may expose you and do it in the power of God. So what Paul is really saying that the preaching of the gospel may expose us to the sufferings of the Lord. And that's so big, Mm. Shelley, because when we enter into the fellowship of the sufferings of the Lord and we understand that um, this was Paul's cry, oh, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. So there was something in Paul that knew And was convinced because of the righteousness of God living in him through the resurrected Christ, gave him the power of God unto salvation, which is through the gospel, which he preached and which he lived. And it's such an encouragement for you and me to live... And speak this gospel, and you don't have to be called as an evangelist, yes, Lord. but the scriptures exhort us to do the work of an evangelist. In other words, to always share our testimony. Yes, How do we come to know the Lord? How did the Lord deliver us out of this problem? How did the Lord show us faithful when it didn't? we didn't seem to be delivered?
1: Thank you, Lord.
2: That Paul understood this. He was bound in the Spirit going to Jerusalem on Monday, not knowing what he would face. Jesus was bound in the Spirit and knew what he was going to face, the cross, death, resurrection, Shelley, that you and I might be speaking and all listeners might be listening, knowing the Lord. It's the power of God to salvation, Shelley, righteousness to the unrighteous.
1: Lord Jesus, we thank you for the true word of God.
2: Yes, Lord. And
1: Lord, I pray the church in America and in this particular location. Phoenix, would, Arizona, would Yes, would, would not up. settle for a watered-down, Melba toast type of gospel, but they would live by every word that is written in your holy scriptures and live by every word spoken by God. Lord, it's time. The church becomes a church as God has called it to be, not as man has called it to be.
2: And I want to thank you, Lord, that you gave us Abraham as an example before the law, and he knew to obey you, he knew you were faithful. He believed in your resurrection before Thank you did you, Lord. it. Let us look to eternal things and be faithful and obedient Granted, to your Lord. word. Grant In Jesus' holy name.
1: Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784.